Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Yeah, happening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you. It's gonna happen anyway. It's gonna happen anyway. My God, my God, my God, my God, I thank you. Lord God, we worship you. We bless your name. We praise you. Good morning, good morning. My God, my God, the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me go. I've been under arrest. (laughs) I've been under arrest. I've been under arrest. I'm not going to even apologize for being late. I've been under arrest. You're just going to have to go with the flow of the Holy Ghost this morning. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. My God, glory to God, glory to God, my God. Thank you, Lord. My God, believe in you. Thank you, Lord. The God me, you're the God of miracles. You're the God of signs. You're the God of wonders. My God. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I wish I could like make up what goes on in my house in the morning. But just know God visits me here. I can't explain it all. God doesn't give me permission to show it all. It's never bad. It's just a place that I push into and that he meets me. And if you'll ever make a decision to like build really an altar to God, to really lay yourself out before God, the same experiences I've been having with God, you can too. I promise you can. I pr- it's, it's not even, I can't even explain it to you. It doesn't even look like what we thought. I promise. My God. If you'll just be like, Lord, you can have your way. If you'll just give him his way. If you'll give yourself over to him. If you'll go beyond church and religion and what you were taught and what you're comfortable with god will do something so unique for you that it won't even make sense like it won't even add up like and he'll begin to tear down strongholds and he'll begin to break walls and chains will fall and things will begin to happen for you because you're meeting God in the place, in that place, and you're dedicating yourself and you're becoming the altar. God will do something just so significant for you. If you'll just press beyond your pain, press beyond your position, press beyond your situation. If you'll just be like, you know what? I'm pressing this morning. I'm giving you all of me. My God, I promise something so significant will happen for you. I'm telling you, I'm listening to this song by Dante Bowles, and I really just found the song, and the song is called Miracle Signs and Wonders, and the song is so powerful, like the song is so, so, so powerful, and he just says, if Jesus is in the place, if Jesus is connected to it, then there's healing is going to show. Jesus is in the place, if Jesus is connected to it then the divine things that are going to happen miracle signs and wonders are going to happen 
um, they were asking him for a sign. They were like, can you give us another sign? And he was like, I don't need to give you another sign. Jonah was the sign. And if you'll just accept what God has done for you to be the sign, God will push you into the place of where you need to go. Like you're the God of miracles. Like it's, it's such a powerful song. And it's just like, if Jesus is in the scene and Jesus is on the place and you'll connect to God more than you'll connect to everything else, that it'll all begin to line up and you'll begin to experience and see miracles signs and wonders even if you don't understand it all if you'll just say Lord you know I'm gonna trust you in this season in my life when I don't even get what's going on when I don't understand what's happening when it looks like I'm losing I'm not losing Lord God I'm not losing I'm just connecting to a deeper place in you and I'm telling you God desires to connect to you at a capacity that you just can't imagine but you got to be open to it. You got to be open to receive it and you got to want the more of it. And so I just want to invite God in before I start teaching today. I just want to invite him in. I just want to open myself up to him and open my home and open this devotional. And we're just going to thank God. We're just going to thank him for being God. We're just going to thank him for being king. We're just going to say, you know, you're our father. You know, our father. This is your father. This is the king of kings. This is the Lord of Lord, which are in heaven. Lord God, you are in heaven. But not only you're in heaven, you are in earth. My God, thy kingdom come. Your will be done, Lord God, on earth as it is in heaven. And so, Father God, we just invite you into this place. We invite you into this devotional. We're not going to make anything up. We're going to allow you to have your own way. We're going to tap into the Holy Spirit today. We're going to take our time with you. We're not going to worry about the time. We're not going to worry about what we planned or prepared to do next. We're just going to set ourselves my era, into your presence today, Lord God. We're just going to sit ourselves into your presence, Father God. We're going to submit ourselves to you, Lord God. We're going to submit our minds to you, Lord God. We're going to submit our hearts to you, Lord God. We're going to ask you, Holy Spirit, to fill us up this morning. We're going to invite you into our thoughts. God, I can't. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you at this level. We need you in this season. We need you to burn up the chaff. We need you to deal with all the things and all the places that do not align with the rhythm of God. My God, Father God, we desire your rhythm because in your rhythm, Father God, is where consistency lies, Lord God. So we desire your rhythm, Lord God. Help us to become consistent. Help us, Lord God, open the eyes of our understanding, Father God. Let us see what you don't see, Father God. Give us greater scope, Lord. My Deal with the places and the things in us, Lord God, that do not invite line with your word. We just invite you in. We invite you in. We invite you in this morning, Lord God. We invite you. We're not going to anticipate what we see, what you say. We're not going to anticipate what goes next. Holy Spirit, pray this prayer through us. My God, be in this devotional through us. Be in our life, be in our relationships, be in our finances, Lord God. We forgot, Father God, forgive us for any place we've quenched you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Wet up our dry places, my God. Wet up our dry places, Lord God. We need you this morning. We need you in our dry places, Lord God. We need you in the places we don't understand. We need you. 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 My God, we need you. Lord God, we need you to give us our daily, but we need you more. We need you. We need you. We need you you father God we need you we need you we need you we need you Lord God my God we need you in this place Lord God we need you we just lower ourselves before you we become the altar we need you mighty God king of kings strengthen us strengthen us come on Holy Spirit strengthen us Lord we thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you for what we can't explain, yeah. Thank you for what we can't explain. Thank you for what we can't see. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for providing us, and thank you for clothing us, and thank you for loving us, and thank you for grace, and thank you for mercy. My God, we got to 
Thank you for what we can't see, Lord God. We thank you for new seasons and we thank you for your rhythm and your cadence, Lord God, and your heart that beats in us. And we thank you, Father God, for the life and breath that you've breathed on us. And we won't rush you. We're not going to rush our healing. We're not going to rush this process. We're not going to rush this season, Lord God. We're going to slow down just enough to be at the speed of God. My God, we're not going to be anxious. We're not going to be wearied. We're not going to be worried. We're not going to be strung out. You'll be our only vice in this season. We're not going to be stressed out. You're going to be our only vice in this season. So we welcome you. We welcome you. Invade our spaces this morning, Lord. Invade our space this morning, Holy Spirit. Invade our space, Lord God. Invade our space, Lord God. Let us become consistent. Open our eyes this morning, Lord God. Open our ears to hear, Lord God. Show us the places. Let us not guess, Lord God. Let us not, God, show us the places, Lord God. Show us the places, Lord God. Let us find our peace in you. Let us find our trust in you. We bless your name. We bless your holy 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 name. Do me a favor. Place your hand over your heart. And just ask the Lord. Say, Lord, give me your rhythm. I need, I need. I want my heartbeat to be in sync with your 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 heartbeat. I want to be in sync with you, Lord God. I don't want to be out of sync with you. The heart is where the depth of God should reside. Lord God, let me not be out of sync. Perform heart surgery on us, Lord God. Heal our hearts, Lord God, so that we're able to receive the fullness and the capacity of you. Press past our comfortable places, Lord God. Position us for prosperity. Position us for purpose. Position us for grace. My God, we give you permission. We won't quench you. We won't hold you back this morning, Lord God. Yeah, we give you permission in this place, Lord God. Settle in this place. Mm. Mm. We want to move at your rhythm, align our hearts with yours. Mm. Let your glory remain. Burn up us. Burn up anything in us, Lord God. Mayara. Perform heart surgery on us, Lord God. It ain't got to make sense this morning, Lord God. It's just got to be you. Now we bless you. We thank you. We thank you for doing it, Lord God. We thank you for renewing our minds. We thank you for renewing our spirits. We thank you for our steadfast spirit, my God. We bless your holy name. 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 My God. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We can't thank you enough. We bless you. We bless you. Yeah, that's good, Julia. Set the tempo for your life. We bless your holy name. We we turn over all anxiety, all fear to you. We bless your holy name. Let us go to a depth in you today, Lord God. Let us not anticipate what your glory looks like, Lord God. Let us be marked for your glory. Show us your glory. Jesus, we need you. We need you, Jesus. We need your holiness, Lord God. Set the temple today, Lord God. My God, set the temple today, Lord God. My God, my God. My God, he'll perform heart surgery on you if you will let him. He'll perform heart surgery on you. He'll push you into position. He'll push you into the place. He'll get you into the rhythm of God. Lord God, we desire your rhythm today. We desire your rhythm today. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. There's I can't. 
Even chastisement is good for you. Chastisement is, I promise, I promise you, yeah, fill us, fill my cup up this morning. Let me not rush you. Let me not rush you. We rush the things of God so much that we're missing the opportunities for God to do what he needs to do inside of us. And then we go lacking and we go in need because we don't realize how much he is our source. Right? We don't realize how much he is our source. Hey, hey, Arlonzo, we're seeking other sources. We're still seeking fulfillment in other things. We're looking for other places to fill us up. And God is like, no, I'm trying to fill your cup. And I'm trying to do this thing differently. And I'm trying to let you experience me. And if you will just allow me to perform spiritual heart surgery on me if you'll just increase your capacity it may hurt it may feel like it's hurting it may feel like damage is occurring but i promise you he's not he's just repairing you he's just getting into the places he's just getting into the chambers he's just pushing and in, pushing into position he's trying to take over the things in you in which you've been just resisting him and quenching him and he's like let me have my way If you'll just let me have my way, if you'll just let me have my way, if you won't worry about anybody else, if you won't worry about who else don't have it, if you won't, if you'll stop looking at other people through your eyes, if you'll set yourself on the spiritual things of God, if you'll understand that when Jesus is on the scene, if you'll just invite me in daily and invite me into your thoughts and invite me into your home and invite me into your relationships and invite me into your workplace and invite me into your businesses and invite me into your children, invite me, just invite me. If you'll just invite me in and not quench me and not determine what it's supposed to look like and not hold on to these things that are not yielding you absolutely no result that there's no result yeah if you'll be like David creating me a clean heart renew a steadfast spirit in me my God grow me up mature me in the things of God I need your rhythm I need there's a rhythm I'm telling you there's a cadence there's a rhythm to God there's a rhythm there's a rhythm and it comes from consistency and it comes from allowing him to have his own way and it comes from you yielding to the Holy Spirit. It's not that God doesn't desire to bless you. It's not that God doesn't, hasn't heard you. He just needs you to get in his rhythm. You're missing the riddance. Your cadence is off. The Lord showed me something when they were in the garden, right? And when we go into Genesis and we're dealing, you go back over to Genesis and you read and he's dealing with Adam and Eve. I think it's in the second chapter, right? And he's dealing with Adam and Eve and they just sinned. Oh my God, Holy Spirit, take over this devotional today. And they are in the garden. I don't want any of me. I want all of you. And they are in the garden. And it says in the scripture, I think it's Genesis 2. It says, and and God was walking. He could, they could hear him walking and they hid from him. The Lord was showing me. He said, the only reason they heard me walking is because they were out of rhythm. They were out of step. They were not in step with me any longer. See, they had always been walking with God. But the only reason his rhythm, his steps sounded so loud was because they were out of rhythm. They were out of his cadence. They had sinned. They desired this world. They desired other things. They desired their selves. They desired their way. They wanted to do things their own way. So the only way they were able to hear his steps, the only way they were able to know, the only way, the reason they fear stepped in, the reason, only reason they got scared is because they were out of sync they were out of rhythm they were not in rhythm because if they were in rhythm with God that they would be in sync with God and his steps would not have surprised them his steps were always that powerful he always sounded like that but because they weren't in rhythm with him because they were in sync and in tune with him his steps seemed like they were abnormal and they seemed big. And so fear stepped in because they heard his steps, but they were hearing them outside. My God, the rhythm of God, they were out. Even though they had not left the garden yet, they were already outside the garden. They were already outside the garden. Their mind was outside the garden. See, Fear and all that other stuff 
can't dwell in God's garden. My God, Holy Spirit. So they were outside of his sink, his steps. That's why fear stepped in. That's why worry stepped in. That's why, my God, come on, Holy Spirit. That's why they begin to try to clothe themselves. That's why they begin to try to take care of themselves because they have stepped outside the garden. It says in the eighth verse, then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. And there he placed the man he made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge and of good and evil, right? A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and then dividing it into four branches. Every branch represented something significant. The first branch called the Fison flowed around the entire land of Havilah where gold is found. Come on, Holy Spirit. The gold of that land is exceptionally pure, which means it had enough provision in it. Aromatic resin and onyx stone are also found there. The second branch called the Gion flowed around the entire land of Cush. The third branch called the Tigris flowed east of the land of Asher. The fourth branch is called the Euphrates. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you're going to die. You're going to die to the things of God. You're going to come out of cadence. You're going to come out of rhythm. And then he saw him. He said, Hey, it's not good for man and man to, and woman to be alone. This is the second verse. He says, so I'm going to give him a woman. I'm going to give him a helpmate. If you thought you were supposed to be in this world by yourself, the enemy has been lying to you. God created you to be connected to people, to covenant relationships in contract with him in covenant relationships. You are not supposed, that's why he has all this strife. All of that stuff comes into your garden when you're out of sync with the rhythm of God, right? Come on, Holy Spirit. It says, then the Lord God said this, I'm just telling fresh manner. I, I, I didn't get, I didn't get all this this morning. My God, it says it's not good for me. So stop letting the devil lie to you to think that every broken relationship you've ever been in is where God is going to leave you. He will restore you. You just got to get back into the rhythm of God. He does not want you to have any other God before him. He does not want you to have any other God before him. That's why he will strip you of stuff. That's why he stripped us of stuff. That's why he's pulled down our gods. That's why we, because we wouldn't, the scripture tells us to judge ourselves. So he's not interested in that. It says, so the Lord God, and he'll give you bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. He'll create someone specific and uniquely designed for your purpose, your call, your ministry. Can I tell you something? That's just not your marriage. Those are the covenant partnerships. That's why God has been telling us to build this as women, right? We've been building this sisterhood. Those are your church. That's where your church planted. Those are your prayer groups. These are all the things that God has been trying to do through you, right? And it says, and so he says, he brought them to man. He gave him the wild animals. He told him to name them. He gave him dominion. And then he gives him a wife. God never meant, he said, it's not good for you to be alone. If you think you're supposed to be lonely, if you think you're supposed to be isolated, that is the enemy lying to you. It is not good for you to be alone. But in due timing, God will present someone for you when you're in the rhythm of God. He's wanting you to be in cadence and rhythm because when you're in the rhythm, you will not do what Adam did. You won't eat of stuff you ain't got no business eating of. Oh my God, you won't eat of stuff. You ain't got no business when you're in his rhythm. You're not going to eat things that are not good for you because you're not going to trust false doctrines. You're not going to believe someone else before God. My God, my God, he's pruning you. Don't rush the season. Don't rush the things of God. So it says, my God. And he says, so he makes them bone of my bone. So then we know they're not supposed to eat it. Right. And then he tempts Eve with what she doesn't know. My God, he tempts. This ain't even what I came to give you today. He tempts Eve with what she does not know, what she does not know. He tempts her. He looks at her. He, he speaks to the dry places. He speaks to her with what she doesn't know, right? He's got her focused and tempted on things that don't even matter. He's got her tempted with the pride of life and the lust of lies and all these things that seem important, right? He doesn't even, she doesn't even, she's not even grateful for all that she has. She's not even grateful for all that she has. She has so many other things and she's focused on what she doesn't have. She's focused on this one tree this one thing that she doesn't have. And he knows that she's focused on one thing that she doesn't have because she's hanging out over there by it. 
She's hanging out over there by it. She's hanging out over by instead of her tending. If she was minding on her own business, if she was tending to the trees, if she was drinking of the water, if she was using her gold property, if she was tending to her husband, if she was in position and in place, he would not have known that the lust of her eyes, the thing that she desired because God took, because she wasn't supposed to touch it. She had her eyes on what she didn't have versus what she had. My God. She had her eyes on what she didn't have versus what she had. My God. And so the enemy was able to come in and say to her, Oh, you ain't going to die. He skewed her perspective. A little sin. Ain't nothing wrong with a little sin. Ain't nothing wrong with them relationships you in. Ain't nothing wrong with how you handle your money. You ain't got to tithe. You ain't got to sow seeds. You ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to be in covenant relationship. You have a right to be broken. You have a right to be. He had her focused on what she didn't have. She had a whole garden. She had a whole house. She had a whole car. He had her so focused on what she did not have. My God. That he was able to infiltrate and lie to her about something else. My God, my God. So she's in there. He's in there. He said, of course. He, she said, he said, then he questioned her. He had her questioning the things of God. He knew she wasn't solid. Maybe she wasn't solid because Adam hadn't taught her enough. Maybe she wasn't solid, solid because she hadn't inquired of God enough. Maybe she wasn't solid because she wasn't in her word enough. But he knew she wasn't solid in this area because she had her eyes focused on what she didn't have. She had her eyes focused on what she didn't have. She forgot about what was in her hand. She forgot about Jesus. Her, I, that's the only way he was able to even bring her to this moment. My God, that she had her eyes focused on what she didn't have. He said, did God really say you must not eat from the fruit in any trees in the garden? Come on, Holy Spirit. This ain't even where I was going. He said, of course we may eat from the trees in the garden. The woman replied, it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. Servant says to her, you won't die. My God, think about how many doctrines that have came and told us you ain't got to, you ain't got to live by this or it's too complicated for you to live like this or it's too complicated for you to, um, have this. And you ain't God didn't say, God didn't say you had to tithe and God expects you to take care of yourself. And God didn't say you had to stay away from sexual immorality or purity or lustful pleasures, or adultery or sorcery or hostility and quarreling. God didn't say you had to stay away from jealousy and outbursts and anger and selfish ambition and, and, and dissension and division and envy. And it's okay for you to drink a little wine. God wasn't messed up about drunkenness and wild parties and all these other sins. God wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> That, that's how he talked to her. He said, God ain't really, God didn't really say that ain't, that ain't really. And if you'll be honest, come on now, you'll, you'll be honest. That's the same. That's the same. That's the same thing. That's the same thing. That's the same thing. The enemy been saying to us. God didn't say in Proverbs, this six things that I hate. He didn't say that. He didn't say it wasn't nothing wrong with gossiping. Girl, he didn't say that. He didn't say that to you. God didn't say that. That ain't what he said, right? He didn't say that. That ain't what God said to you. You tripping. That ain't what he told you. He didn't tell you he was a hottie eyes and a lying tongue. God didn't say that and hands that kill innocent and a heart that plots evil and feet that race to do wrong and a false witness who pours out lies and a person who sows discord in the family. Like God and girl, he ain't say that's what he was saying to her. He said, God didn't really say that. You know, God didn't really say that Eve. God has been lying to you. The word has been tripping and that ain't what God said. And that, that ain't, it's okay. And a little sin don't matter. And all of that ain't important to God. You can just repent and get on the altar and you can use your grace card. God didn't say that. And he said, sir, he said, you won't die. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. So can I share something with you? Can I share something with you? He really didn't lie to her. <laughs> he really didn't lie to her. He really exposed the truth, but it was never intent for her to be like God, because if she becomes like God, if she becomes God, then she won't be dependent of God. And God created us in his image 
and for his glory and for his youth and to rule and reign in earth. He didn't create us to rule and reign the heavenlies. So he really didn't lie to her, right? He just lied to her eyes being open and he lied to her death. And I'm going to prove this to you in just a second. I'm going to prove this to you in the word. I'm going to prove to you. He didn't necessarily lie to her. He skewed perspective. And he said, you'll be like God knowing both good, good and evil. And the woman was convinced and the woman was convinced. And the only way that he could convince her this, come on my the only way that he could convince her this, the only way he could sell her out on this, the only way that he could tell her this is that she wasn't in the rhythm of God. She wasn't in the rhythm of God. Her eyes were so set on what she didn't have. Her perspective was skewed. Her foundation was cracked. And in her cracked foundation, other things was growing up. See, if there is a crack in your foundation, go out into your sidewalk, look into your street, look into your driveway. If there's a crack in your foundation, other things will begin to to grow up. And the reason that other things will begin to grow up and other things are getting into position, they're getting into position because they don't want that crack sealed. See, the enemy loves for other things to get in the crack. He doesn't want your foundation to be solid because he knows if weeds can grow up and other things are going to grow up, you're going to be out of the rhythm of God. So it says the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looks delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband. She wanted, she desired to be wise in her own eyes. And Proverbs tells us you shall not be wise in our own eyes. She didn't want to wait on God. She didn't want God to do it for her. She wanted to be God. My God, she wanted to be God. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband. That's a whole nother story who was with her and he ate it too. My God. We cannot afford to be in relationships that cost us our relationship with God. And if we're already married, I get it. If we're already married, I get it. But you're going to have to learn to press into a place of prayer because you can't be in a relationship that's costing you your relationship with God. You can't afford to in this season. You can't afford if you're going to advance. He says that when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from him. My God, I promise you I wanted to teach you on something else. I promise I wanted to teach you on something else. So so the Lord God among the trees, then the Lord God called to the man. They heard him walking, right? So it says when the cool of the evening, the wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees, right? He had walked before. They heard him. I'm telling you. It says, then the Lord got called to the man. Where are you? He replied. He said, I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. Anytime we are outside the rhythm of God, my God, I need you to hear this. I need you to hear this. Anytime we are outside the rhythm of God, right? Anytime we're going to hide, we're going to be afraid. Fear steps in, worry steps in, doubt steps in. We know that it says in Timothy, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And it actually says of self-control. God, God would give us a spirit of he didn't God gave us self-control the issues with our self-control of why we're not staying see she was out of self-control she wasn't in control right something was off in her consistency come on y'all let me teach this something was off in her consistency her eyes were set on what she didn't have and because her eyes were set off on what she didn't have the enemy knew she was inconsistent to the things of God and consistency brings about the rhythm of God that's really what I need to show you today. My God, I guess I'm going to have to bring this in two parts. I guess I'm going to have to bring it in two parts. It says, so who told you you were naked? Who gave you revelation that you were naked? I had already clothed you. I had already given you absolutely everything you needed. So who told you you were naked? Who lied to you? Who gave you this perception? He said, the man replied, he said, he said, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? She said, the serpent deceived me. The only way the enemy could deceive her. I, I know this. I know this because I've experienced this. I know that this, that this, because I lived in this, the only way that the enemy could deceive her, the only way that she could, he could trick her is because she was outside the rhythm of God, because she wasn't trusting in the word, because she was leaning unto her own understanding, because she wasn't acknowledging him in all her ways, because her eyes were set up on something that had absolutely nothing to do with God, because she wasn't living by faith, because she was trusting herself and trusting the ways of this 
world and not trusting God with this particular area in her life. See, the enemy was presenting something to her, making her think that she was in deficit when she did indeed was not in deficit. Her garden was full. She had everything that she needed in this season. She just needed to trust God. She just needed to trust God. She just needed to trust God. She just needed to trust him. See, it's by faith. It's by faith that we live. It's by faith that we live. It's by faith that we breathe. It's by faith that we eat. It's by faith that we overcome. My God, my God, my God, my God. You got to stay in the rhythm of God. You got to stay in the consistency of God. So he said, who told you? He said, then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? And she said, the serpent deceived me. She replied, that's why I ate it. Then the Lord said, this is what I love. It says, then the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank, but you are cursed more than all the animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. And in Isaiah, it says the government will be on his shoulder. What he was telling them was, even though this was crazy, I'm getting ready to send you something so powerful that it will resurrect and change your life life. I'm going to give you discernment. I'm going to restore you. Even though you're going to suffer for a little while, I promise you, I'm going to send someone that will be the resurrection. That will be the way that will be the truth. That will be the life. John said the word was with God. My God, the word was with God. The word was God. So he said, I'm going to send you a word. I'm going to put enmity between you since you were so cunning and so divisive and they couldn't trust me the first time, then I'm going to send you someone. And that someone is Jesus. And he said, I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain will give you birth and you will desire to control. Not for your husband to have control over you. See that he said this. He said, you will desire to control your husband, but, and then it says, but he will rule over you. There was always going to be strife between man and woman. That's why this word has to teach you about a yielded relationship. And then to the man, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded, I commanded you not to eat since you got out of position. By listening to your wife, <laughs> since you got out of position by listening to your husband, since you got out of position by listening to what they said, since you got out of position by listening to the evils of this world, since you got out of position, I'm going to command you all your life. You will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains by the sweat of your brow. Will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made for you were made from dust and to dust you will turn. He said, then the man, Adam named his wife Eve because she, their name, they didn't even have names. They weren't even significant until they sinned. Their names didn't matter. They were just children of God. He said, and the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. Then the Lord God said, look, the human beings, listen, here's where I just said what I said to you. He's, this is the Lord God speaking. Remember, go back over here. And Satan says, you won't die. The serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. And the Lord God comes back and says in Genesis 22, then the Lord God said, look, the human beings have become like us. <laughs> knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life? See, there was another tree in there and eat it. Then they will live forever. God had an intended plan for us. So the Lord God banished them from the garden of evil. And he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. After sending them out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim to the east of the garden. And he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. We were never meant to be as God, we were to be in his image ruling for a time because this place down here is not our permanent place. We don't have to understand everything God says and do. We just got to get a level of faith that trust him. When we are not walking in God's will and way, it's because we're out of sync. We're out of the rhythm of God. And the reason that we're out of rhythm of God is because we're not living by faith. We're not living by faith. We're not, we're not allowing the sun to radiate God's own glory and express the character of God through us. God's intention was to sustain us. Hebrews one, 
It says long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. The son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the son is far greater than the angels, just as the name of God gave him greater than angels. For God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus. You are my son. Today I've become your father. God also said I will be his father and he will be my son. And when he brought his supreme son into the world, God said, let all God's angels worship him. Regarding the angels, he said, he sent his angels like the winds, his servants like flames of fire. But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. Your rule with a scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, O oh God, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of your joy on you more than anyone else. He also says to the son in the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing. But you are always the same and you will live forever. And God never said this to any of the angels. Sit in the place of honor of my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for the people who will inherit salvation. There is a power and a faith in Jesus and a rest in Jesus that you're going to have to receive if you're going to stay in the rhythm of God. There's a rest in Jesus. He was created for everything you need in this season for your dispensation. I promise you, if you will rest and trust in God, if you will rest and trust in his promises, if you will not try to be God in your life. Jesus has absolutely not angels. Jesus has absolutely everything we need. It's the highest, most safest place. It's the highest, most safest place. What we have in Christ is beyond measure. It's beyond comprehension. There is no higher or safest place than being in union and the rhythm of God through Christ Jesus. He'll make your enemies your footstools. Means you ain't got to say absolutely nothing. My God, if any obstacle in your path will not be a stumbling block. My God, God will use any stumbling block to lift you higher. If you'll let patience do its good work, it'll produce perseverance. God is producing perseverance and patience for the long haul so that you can run your race steadfastly so that you can get your crown of glory. My God, my God, I don't care if it's sickness. I don't care if it's disease. I don't care what it is. It will not defeat you. The forces that are in Christ Jesus are way greater than anything that this season has been trying to present to you. You have just got to get in the rhythm of God. You have just got to get in the rhythm of God. You've got to become consistent in the things of God. You've got to make a decision that for God, for God, I'm going to live and for God, I'm going to die. And that you not be just say it, that you begin to live it. Eve stepped out of the rhythm of God. She stepped away from God because our eyes were set on something. And we all deal with this. And sometimes we deal with this in spaces, in different things, right? Some different things. It may be your money that you do this in. It may be your relationships, but it's really a lack of self-control. It's really, I have my eyes on what I don't have instead of focusing on what I do have. And so I'm looking for these other things to fill me up. My God. I'm looking for these other things to fill me up instead of letting God fill me up. And so then the serpent comes in and he's so crafty and he's so divisive that he's going to present to you that you can do whatever you need to do without God. And then you become your own God. We're supposed to be like God. We're not supposed to become our own God. So you self magnify, you glorify yourself. 
You do whatever you feel like is right. You're wise in your own eyes. You won't trust God with your money. I'm telling you the way God has dealt with me. He showed me some personal things about myself this morning. He said, I need you to tighten up in this area. I need you to trust me a little bit more to provide for you. You get a little unshaken when it looks like things are tight and I don't need you to get shaken. I need you to go back to the scripture that says, I'm going to give you daily bread. I need your foundation to be strong in this area. Lakeisha, I've proved myself to you. That's why when they were, I think it was in Matthew and Mark and they were asking Jesus, they were like, give me a sign, right? I'm going to teach on this tonight in Bible study. They were like, give me a sign. He said, I'm not giving you another sign. I've already proved myself to you. God doesn't owe you another sign. He's already proved himself to you. He's already saved you. He's already sanctified you. You just got to take this by faith. It's not going to make sense. I simply obey. It's not going to add up and it's in your consistency. Can I tell you what consistency is? And then we're going to get out of here and then I'll teach the rest of this tomorrow. Let me tell you what consistency is, what the dictionary says. Consistency is a standing together as the parts of a system or of conduct. It's agreement or harmony of all the parts of a complex thing, right? Among themselves or at the same time with itself at different times. It's a rhythm. It's a harmony. There is a consistency in all God's work. So when your money is out of rhythm, uh, your finances out of rhythm, your relationships are out of rhythm. You're not seeing God right for who God is. Then consistency, your lack of consistency is what's having you not in harmony and in God's rhythm. That's why you're not in God's rhythm because of your lack of consistency, <laughs> consistency and consistency actually has to do with the lack of self control. And we don't even realize we take that scripture. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of sound mind. And it really says of self. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of self-control <laughs> of self-control. The ability to control myself says I'm controlling my emotions. I'm controlling my desires, right? I'm controlling my behavior. Can I tell you when self-control is most difficult? When you are in difficult situations, the enemy will present an opportunity to you like he did Eve that says, you don't need God. Trust me. You don't need God. Build your own wealth. You don't need God. Build your own family. You don't need God. Do it your own way. That's what the enemy does because he's no, he knows that you're so focused on looking at what you don't have that you're not even enjoying and trusting what you do have. Remember the scripture says there is a man Proverbs 14 and 12 says there is a way that appears to be right. There's a way that there's you, you know, you can tap into me anytime you need me. There's a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death and it'll start killing off your dreams. And it'll start killing off your vision and it'll start killing. That's why the lust of the eye, these things of this world seem so good to us. That's why we're so attracted to people that seem like they're prospering. And because they say, oh Lord, Lord, and God bless. And they write a Facebook post or a status that says God, but there's no evidence of God in it because it's not holy. When God is involved in it, it's holy. Even if it's a business, even if it's a medicine, when God is in it, it has a rhythm of God. It smells like God. It looks like God. It's not going to be perverse and we'll attach ourselves to things that are not like God right? We'll do business. That's not like God. We'll be focused on things. That's not like God. We'll be in partnerships that are not like God. We'll be in a relationships that are not like God because the enemy will give us something that looks like God to fill us up. But it's, but it's not, it's fake. It's not real. It's not authentic. It's cracked. The foundation will fall out. Why? It's not built on the substance of God just because it looks like God, because it says like God, you got to go look at fruit. You got to go inspect the fruit. You got to see the fruit. You got to check the fruit. You got to see if it's a rhythm in the rhythm of God. And because it looks prosperous, doesn't mean it's in the rhythm of God. And we'll be attached to things that God is trying to take us away from because we're being deceived by false doctrine that has absolutely nothing to do with God. And then when a woman or God comes on the scene, my God, my God, then when a woman or God comes on the scene that's speaking truth, the enemy will start pushing us away and we won't even receive them. 
as gifts. It, um, Ephesians 4 says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith. And then usually what happens to us, that's why when I started ministry, God told me to keep my eyes on nothing but him. I don't spend a whole lot of time focused on nobody else because people's lack of support or people changing their rhythm or people not wanting to press into the places that you're wanting to, it'll shake your foundation. And it's like, no, this is, I'm, I, I, if I'm going to be God's gift, right. Then I, and I got to be in position. Then I got to understand his rhythm. Let me read this to you. And then we're going to pray and get out of here. Go back to Ephesians four. God gave this to us yesterday. Therefore, I, a prisoner serving for the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love, make every effort to keep yourself united in the spirit. If you ask God for key discernment, he will tell you whether or not something is in the spirit of God. Don't attach yourself to places that will fill you up. It's false doctrine. It's false teaching. It does not line up with God if his holiness is not present. And God is not going to ask you to be in a place unless you're to change the rhythm of that place. That does not. We are not to be yoked with things that are not like God. It says, make every effort to keep yourself united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with priests. That's why covenant relationship is more important than contractual obligation. It says, make every effort to keep yourself united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and the father who is over all and all living through all only one God. Satan was trying to convince Eve that she could be like God, that she could be God. He was trying to convince her that she didn't need God. He was trying to get her to take, to be like God. He wanted her, he wanted her to act just like he acted. You know why Lucifer got kicked it out of heaven? Because he wanted the glory of God on him instead of the glory of God on himself. He wanted people to worship him. We wanted people to worship him. We got to be careful of places that push us, that want us, to, that want us to be worshipped instead of God being worshipped. Thou shalt have no other God before me. That commandment stands now. That commandment was written now. That that's even though that sounds law, that's legalistic for now. It says, however, he has been given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scripture says. When he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. He, he wanted you to be in position. I'm going to teach on that tonight so that false doctrine could not come into place and lie to you and tell you these are success. There is a very wide road with a whole lot of people on it. Seems right. I know I was on that road. I was on the road that seemed right. I, I was going to church. I was serving God, but I was still not connected to the holy things. I was still not in the rhythm of God. I was on a very wide path and it was leading me to death because it was trust, teaching me to trust more in myself and less in God. It was teaching me to build myself up. It was teaching me to build. And I had some glimpses and I had some pieces and I had some pockets of God, but I was not in the rhythm and the flow of God because the rhythm and the flow of God is a very narrow path, but it's sent to be narrow because it's protecting us because it's keeping us because it's leading us. It's the same path that Eve should have been on. She should have been everywhere in that garden, but what he told her not to touch. And the enemy will lure you in to make you think it means nothing. I'm just telling you, my God, what a word. My God, I can't make this up. 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 My God, you are so intentional. God is so intentional with us. You got to get into the rhythm of God. It does not look like what you think like. It does not look like what this world has been telling you. There is so many false doctrines running around. So then when the real comes around, it'll make you, your, your nature, your nature doesn't want you to find this. Your sin nature, your flesh nature doesn't want you to find this. <laughs> He doesn't want you to have this. That's why he keeps drawing you, drawing you to TV, drawing you to social media, drawing you where you won't be quiet, drawing you where you won't sit down. My God.
There is a rhythm of God. And the only way that we're going to find the rhythm of God is in our consistency. In our consistency that we pull away from the table. Remember the Lord taught us about fasting. You may have to fast again to get something out of you. You may pull away from the table. You may have to pull away from TV. You may have to pull away from social media and only watch us on YouTube. You may have to pull away so that you can get into the fullness of what God called. You've been deceived. We've been deceived. I was on the path. Going to church. Teaching about study. Looking like it. In ministry on the path. But the path wasn't narrow enough because it can you tell how, how you know it's not narrow enough because too many people were on that path. Too many people were on that path. You you cannot afford to be out the rhythm of God. When you're out the rhythm, you're not going to flourish. You're going to find yourself doing what Adam and Eve did, trying to clothe yourself, trying to provide for yourself constantly in fear, constantly in worry, constantly, constantly, constantly constantly my god i can't wait till tonight i can't wait till tonight i can't wait till tonight if you've never been a part of bible study i just can't wait till tonight my god my god god we glorify you holy spirit i hope you you've used me at your fullest capacity holy spirit i hope you've used me at your fullest capacity father i hope you're pleased with everything that i taught this morning more of you and less of me Father, let us not be led into any false doctrine, any lies that are going to keep us from walking in your rhythm. Build us up in your most holy faith. Grow us in grace. Open the eyes of our understanding, Lord God. Clean up our hearts. Burn up the chaff. Deal with the sinful places in us. Help us. Help us. Our, help our unbelief. Help where we're not in faith. Pull us into the rhythm of you. Let us not be caught up in what we don't have. Let us be patient. Let us be forever waiting. Let us be forever longing. Let us not get tired or get weary in well-doing, Father God. For if we taint not, we're going to reap in due season. Let them see their reaping, Lord God. Let them find the holiness in you. Let them find the fun, the life, the joy, the grace, the mercy in you. Sin is weighty. <laughs> Depression is weighty. Self, lack of self-control is weighty. That is not of you. I have found my freedom in you and it feels better than ever before. Let them be not anxious today, Lord God. Let them trust you. Let them live in you. Let them glorify you, Lord God. Let them, let them find you, Lord God. Let them seek you like never before. My God, as I intercede for them, Lord God. Let you become their safe place. Let you become their place of refuge, Lord God. My God, bury yourself deep in their hearts. We open our hearts to you. We open our minds to you, Jesus. Let us have the mind of Christ. My God, let us find the rhythm of God that can only be found in worshiping you and trusting you and being with you and living in you. Let us find ourselves where you are pleased. Let you be pleased with us, Lord God. Let you be pleased with us, Lord God. I, I just heard in my spirit somebody say, this is difficult. It's not difficult. It's not difficult if you let God do it. It's not difficult. I promise you it's not difficult. That's the lies the enemy has been telling you. It's not difficult if you let God do it. If you find the rhythm of God, he'll break off the chaff. You don't have to do it. It's not difficult. You just got to home in. You just got to trust God. You got to do it by faith. You got to get rid of all your religious overtures and all the mess you've been taught. It's been wrong. You got to understand your relationship with God is a built process. He grows you in grace. Don't let him deceive you. It's not difficult. I was a hot mess. If I could tell you all my testimony, I will. I was a hot mess. I was a hot mess. This is only Jesus. I was a hot mess. Like I was a hot mess. I was caught up in sin. I was selfish. I was on the way to hell. I was loving God and still on the way to hell. I'm telling you, you can find this. You just got to find the rhythm of God. You got to build it in consistency. You got to get out your own way. You got to lay it at the altar. You got to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. You got to deal with your unbelief. You got to get it there. You got to get out of religion, get out of self and get into God and get into Jesus and understand how much Jesus loves you. So let me tell you this. If you've never accepted Christ, this is your moment. This show hour, this show minute to, you know, if you've been in a backslidden state, this show second, don't wait another second. Don't trust tomorrow. Tomorrow might be too late. Just simply say, you know what, God, I'm done with this. I'm abandoning myself. I can't do this anymore. 
Lord, forgive me for my sin. My God, my God, my God, forgive me for my sin. Lord God, I need you, Jesus. Let come in, be Lord and Savior in my life. And Holy Spirit, help me through this process. My God and God will do it for you. I love you. But there's a God that loves you even more. I love you, but there's a God that loves you even more. And he is with you and he is amongst us and he is looking for you. And I promise you, if you find the rhythm of God, if you find the rhythm, if you will get your eyes off what you don't have, if you will stop longing for the things that you don't have and just long for more God. Matthew 6 and 33 says, if you will seek ye first the kingdom of God, if you will seek ye first the kingdom of God, all this other stuff will be added unto you. Can you say this after me after today? Today. <laughs> Lord God, I will position myself in you. Can you say that after the, can you make that pledge today, Lord God? And with Jesus' help and with the help of the Holy Spirit, today, Lord God, I will position myself in you. I will not lean into my own understanding anymore. I will not acknowledge my own ways. I will only acknowledge you. I will not trust myself. I will not trust outsiders. I will trust in you today, Lord God. I'm taking and put and putting, I'm placing, cause you have to put it off. You have to do it. I'm placing myself in you. I'm placing myself in you. I'm placing myself in you. I'm putting myself, I'm putting myself in your hands. I'm not going to trust my own self anymore in Jesus mighty name. If you will do that, there is a rhythm in God. There is a place in God and God will, in which God will catch you. In which God will catch you. He will fill you up. He will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There is safety. There is peace. There is love. There is fulfillment. There is your purpose. The women that I'm getting ready to start coaching, that's why I have to coach you like this. That's why I have to coach you the way that I have to coach you so that you can position yourself in God, so you can feel and understand the love of our Father. His grace, His peace be multiplied upon you and to you and for you. May His grace, peace, and love be multiplied upon you, to you, and for you. It's bigger than a blessing. It's bigger than a blessing. It's bigger than provision. He'll give you your daily bread. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than a blessing. It's bigger than a blessing. I promise it is. It's bigger than a blessing. It's eternal. It's for the rest of your life. It's bigger than a blessing. It's heavenly. It's beyond anything you can comprehend. It's bigger than it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. If you'll catch this today, it's bigger than that. I promise you it's bigger than that. There's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. My God. There's a rhythm in God that he's trying to take you. And if you will submit and yield to it. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.